What I'm about to tell you is not folklore or some tall tale. In fact, it's playing out in front of our very eyes. Even if this story has been told numerous times, it never gets old and there's always something new to discover. It's a story so incredible and unimaginable, yet amazingly truthful, that by the end of it, the concept of history repeating itself is all too real. What if I told you that two men who never met one another and were separated by 60 years and roughly 1,300 miles somehow collided and became one? What if I told you the legacy of Mickey Mantle lives on through Mike Trout? From humble beginnings to reaching the big stage as 19-year-old kids in two of the largest markets in the country, Mantle and Trout are connected in many ways and their shine is celebrated from coast to coast. While their personalities off the field couldn't be more different, on the field, they were cut from the same cloth. Mantle was a natural and could do it all in the batter's box from both sides of the plate. Trout's dominance is from the right side and he's an on-base machine. However you want to measure their significant impact on the game, like the similarities between the two physically, the position they played, their dynamic skill sets, individual achievements, statistics, and so on, it's all eerily familiar. What we are all witnessing in present day with Trout should never be ignored or taken for granted. It should be treasured. Treasured the same way those who grew up watching and idolizing Mantle did back in the day. He was considered a once in a lifetime hero whose likes would never be seen again. Baseball card collectors and investors should always feel that way toward purchasing Trout's cards. It's a no brainer and an easy investment like it is for Mantle's cards today. I'm Chris Stuber, and this is episode four of the Baseball Cards Daily Podcast. I was watching the movie The Sandlot the other night. Such a great baseball movie. I've lost count how many times I've seen it. If it's on TV, I'll usually tune in. It's just one of those movies. There's a part in the movie that I especially love. Remember the scene where Benny had a dream and Babe Ruth entered his room? Just as the babe got done telling Benny to jump over the fence to get the ball from the beast, he looked down and saw a 1954 Topps Hank Aaron rookie card. He looked at Benny and said, Henry Aaron, I don't know why, but can I have this? Benny responded, sure, yeah. I know he's the babe and all, but I'd be damned if I gave up that card that easily. And for free. That card looked pretty good. I think the babe knew what he was doing. Every time I watched that scene, I imagined the babe as Mickey Mantle and Mickey asking if he could have Mike Trout's 2009 Bowman Chrome Draft autograph card. That would be ballsy and nobody would give up that card, not even to the Mick. The only way you would give up that card is if Mickey had his 1952 Topps rookie card handy and wanted to make a trade. Now that would be a dream sequence. With that said, for those who follow me on social media, I'm sure you saw my cardstock feature on Trout. I also released a cardstock feature on Mantle recently. If you haven't seen that one, check it out. On my cardstock features, I always recommend three cards to invest in, and I break it down into three categories. Go for broke, get it today, and play it safe. I realize obtaining these specific cards of Mantle and Trout are not possible for most. But for those in a position to purchase them, or if you just like to fantasize about them, let's analyze and compare Mantle and Trout's cards, starting with the Play It Safe cards. Even though I say Play It Safe, which in most cases is a more affordable option, but still a very important card for collectors and investors to get of a particular player, 
When it comes to Mantle and Trout, there isn't an important card you can get that you won't have to pay a good amount for. However, even though a card of theirs isn't one of the three I mentioned, it doesn't mean it's not a great card. Honestly, you can't go wrong with any Mantle or Trout cards. They are all worthy. But the cards of theirs that I chose for Play It Safe are Mantle's 1999 Upper Deck, a piece of history 500 club game used bat memorabilia card, and Trout's 2011 Tops Update Rookie Card. These cards couldn't be more different, but are great in their own way, and extremely important to own if you desire to have a card of Mantle and Trout in your collection. I absolutely love the 99 Upper Deck Mantle Game Used Bat Card. Growing up, Upper Deck was always my favorite card brand, and I loved the baseball cards they produced. I wish they still produced them today. We are all missing out on a great product. The Mantle Bat Card, though, despite it being a modern card and not vintage, What's so great about it is that it symbolizes his career. It celebrates Mantle for what he was known best for on the field, his bat. He's the greatest switch hitter who ever lived and had natural power that was effortless. I'm not usually a fan of a landscape horizontal design card, but I overlooked that and embraced this particular landscape card because simply it's beautiful. From the rich color usage of black and beige popping out on a clean white backing to the cutout black and white candid headshot in the foreground and ghosted black and white action photo of him swinging in the background, a piece of his game-used bat positioned on the right and a facsimile autograph of his at the bottom. I get chills over this card. It's so awesome. The Trout 2011 Tops Update card, on the other hand, is not nearly as exciting as the Mantle card I just described. In fact, the Trout card is quite boring in comparison. There's really nothing special about it and is totally unassuming. What this card has going for it other than being blessed with the RC Shield is a super clean design with white borders, which if you've listened to my previous podcast, you know that I love, and a nice up-close action shot of Trout swinging. There's no autograph or memorabilia swatch, just a regular rookie card stealing the show. And you know what? I'm thrilled by its success. I personally miss the days of regular rookie cards dominating what's truly become an autograph-centric hobby. It's always great to get an autograph. It makes you feel special. But this hobby used to be all about the standard rookie card. And I appreciate it when a regular rookie card is in high demand. That's special in its own right. I had a question emailed to me about the 2011 Tops Update card. Feel free to send me your questions for future podcasts to bbcardsdaily at gmail.com. The question came from Ryan McIntosh. Ryan asked, do you think it's still worth buying the 2011 Tops Update Trout Rookie Card? It's an interesting question about a car with an amazing success story. I know why Ryan is asking if it's still worth buying the 2011 Tops Update Card. The value of the car continues to climb and is already out of the price range for a lot of people. As I said, there's really nothing special about the card other than it being blessed with the Rookie Card Shield. It's not autographed. It doesn't have a memorabilia patch. It doesn't even have a serial number. That's unless you are fortunate to get one of the serial numbered parallels that exist of this card. But to answer your question, Ryan, is it worth buying the card? Yes, it is, because it's Trout's true rookie card, and I don't foresee the value decreasing unless something unfortunate happened to him. If the 2011 Topps Update card is over your budget, I'd recommend Trout's 2012 Topps Heritage card. It's a classic-looking card that features a great profile image of Trout. It's my favorite card of his, and one I'd categorize as being under the radar. I believe he should have had the RC Shield on it. It's a shame Topps didn't put it on this card. I mean, 2012 was his rookie year. If it had the Shield on the card, 
it would likely be in greater demand than the 2011 Topps Update card. Regardless, the 2012 Topps Heritage card, in my opinion, will ultimately prove to be one of his most important non-auto cards and one collector should have in their collection. The cards that I chose as my Get It Today selections for Mantle and Trout are fantastic, but I seriously doubt if many people will be able to get them today because, again, they are pricey. Let's start with the Trout card I picked. If you listened to my previous podcast, you know I'm not a fan of cards that have features removed from a uniform, especially if it's noticeable. That doesn't mean I don't like Panini or Leaf cards, because I do. I think they have some of the best card designs and compelling autograph and memorabilia cards available. But when I choose a Panini or Leaf card, I do go out of my way to find a card where you would never know any logos or team-specific marks were removed from a uniform, helmet, or background. And that's one of the main reasons why the 2009 Dunruss Elite Extra Edition Autograph card, numbered out of 495, won as my Get It Today card. Panini did a great job and selected the perfect image of Trout swinging. Nothing is noticeably missing from the uniform, yet it's an impactful image that captures your attention. The card as a whole is just as impactful. It's a shiny, reflective card that has a bold look with dark borders and flashy design elements that really stand out. But what really sold me on this card was the on-card autograph, which looks amazing signed in blue ink, as well as its limited nature with the serial number stamped on the front. There are more limited versions of this card available, autographed and non-autographed, but I feel having the one autographed and numbered out of 495 is perfect. If you have the cash and decide to get a more limited one, that's your call and an added bonus. There are a number of Mantle cards I could have picked as my Get It Today card. I'm in all of many of them. Many of them are out of my price range and most people's budgets, but I wanted to pick one that wasn't too expensive and was the best one to get for any collection or investment opportunity. The one that I always gravitate towards is the 1954 Bowman. It's my kind of card. It's simple, it's retro, it's impactful. I would say this is the card that set my mindset for collecting and investing in cards. It has the clean white borders that I love, a beautiful use of colors and a classic profile painting portrait of Mantle, and it even features a facsimile signature, which stands out on the olive green area at the bottom of the card. There's nothing not to love about this card, and I strongly suggest it to anyone who wants to purchase a vintage Mantle card. Is there any question as to which cards I picked as my go-for-bro cards of Mantle and Trout? When it comes to Mantle's 1952 Topps Rookie Card and Trout's 2009 Bowman Chrome Draft Autograph Card, they are the holy grail of the hobby to me. It doesn't get any better than them. And while they are rich man cards and absolutely out of the price range for 95% of the collecting population, it's always fun to fantasize about them and to dream a little dream. I know the T206 Honus Wagner is at another level in terms of worth. And as jaw-dropping as that card is, and as long as I stared at it when I visited Cooperstown in 2010, call me crazy, but I prefer the 52 Tops Mantle or 2009 Bowman Chrome Auto of Trout. It's probably because I relate more to those cards. The Wagner card feels more like a museum piece that should never be in any one person's collection. That's just how I feel. What can I say about the 52 Tops Mantle? It's everything that I said about the 1954 Bowman card times a million. It's flawless and beyond iconic. Everything about that card is perfect. To me, it's the symbol of the baseball card hobby. If you are lucky enough to ever be in its presence, soak it in and appreciate its history. It'll leave you speechless. The 2009 Bowman Chrome Draft Autograph Card of Trout, in my opinion, could one day surpass the 52 Tops Mantle Rookie Card. It may be hard to believe, but it's possible. Trout's greatness has a lot to do with my line of thinking. 
but the card itself has a lot going for it as well. It's the first autographed card ever produced of Trout by an extremely popular brand in today's hobby during the same year he was drafted by the Angels. The 52 card wasn't even Mantle's first card. That honor goes to the 1951 Bowman card. The fact that the 2009 Bowman card is signed on card by Trout is a huge deal and is a major plus in its favor. Plus, there are more limited versions of this card that feature bold colors, serial numbers, and printing plates. Also, it's a chrome card, and the overall durability of the card is much greater than the fragile stock 52 tops was printed on. Overall, I like the design of 2009 Bowman. It's a very clean looking card, and the designers provide a nice sized autograph area for players to sign. However, the image selection for the Trout card is just mediocre at best, and doesn't come close to matching the impact this card has and will continue to have on the hobby. The image of Mantle on the 52 Tops card puts this card to shame. I know Trout wasn't a top 10 pick in the 09 draft, and nobody knew how great he was going to be. But he was a first round pick, and the image on the 2009 Bowman Chrome card gives off the perception that the designer didn't think much of Trout at the time. I probably feel differently about it if the image on the card was close cropped and centered better. This card deserved a much better image. But besides the image, this card is incredible. And if Trout continues to post numbers at a mantle pace or better, this card will be the new symbol of the hobby. I worked in two card stores when I was a teenager, one specifically for a majority of my high school years. Now, I grew up in a suburb of Philadelphia, but it didn't stop the owner of the card store from raving about Mantle and how there would never be a player like him again. No, my boss wasn't from New York. He was just a huge Mantle fan. I would just listen. I wasn't alive when Mantle played, but over time as I heard and read more about him, I started to admire Mantle. You couldn't deny his greatness and what he meant to the game. I always hoped there would be another player to come along that played the way he did. My boss always said, it'll never happen. Never say never. I get goosebumps every time I watch Trout play. I know I'm watching something special. I know I'm watching the closest thing to Mantle anyone has ever seen. And I'd bet those who grew up with Mantle would say the same. Statistically speaking, it's unbelievable how similar to Commerce Comet and Millville Media are in many categories. Just a few weeks ago, Trout played in his 1,000th game. And when you compare Trout's stats to Mantle's stats through 1,000 games, it only fuels the comparisons even more. Try to keep up. At this point in Mantle's career, he had a 315 batting average, 1,131 hits, 218 home runs, an OPS of 1,000, scored 799 runs, stole 62 bases, was a two-time MVP, six-time All-Star, and won four World Series titles. Trout can't compete with Mantle in terms of titles. Hopefully, he'll have a chance to at least put one ring on his finger. But through 1,000 games, his stats are comparable and in some categories, better than Mantle's. After 1,000 games, Trout had a 308 batting average, 1,126 hits, 224 home runs, an OPS of 989, scored 752 runs, stole 178 bases, was a two-time MVP, six-time All-Star, and won the 2012 American League Rookie of the Year award. The comparison is not just statistic-driven either. There are instances where I physically see a resemblance between the two. It's subtle, but I definitely see it. I started to see the resemblance after I watched an interview with Mickey's son, David, on the MLB Network a couple years ago. He was asked about the comparisons between his dad and Trout, their style of play, statistics, all of that. And then David said something that stuck with me. He said he almost smiles like dad. When I heard that, it made me think about the Mantle family as a whole. Their entire existence has been associated with the legacy of their father and the game of baseball. All the comparisons between their father and Trout 
have to give them an unbelievable sense of pride. And if their interest in the game ever waned during the years, I can only imagine the nostalgic feeling they get when they watch Trout play. It must be an amazing feeling. Trout has the ability to energize as well as re-energize the excitement level of anyone who has an appreciation for the game. It's the same feeling those who love Mantle must have felt. The way Trout plays pays homage to the Mantle family, as well as the bevy of fans who watched, loved, and idolized the Mick. The legacy of Mantle lives on through Trout. Treasure it. I appreciate everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review and rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris Stuber, that's S-T-E-U-B-E-R, and at BB Cards Daily. I'm Chris Stuber, and this has been the Baseball Cards Daily Podcast.